Can you tell me why? So this is a, a breaking down of a barrier. Can you tell me why? The solution could very well be... Can you tell me why? All of which really begs, I think, a bigger question. It just triggers all our instincts of wanting to know what happens then. Why do universities exist? I know a hell of a lot more now. I mean, how many academics do you want to hear in one day? Welcome to Can You Tell Me Why, the podcast where we get surprising answers to difficult questions. My name is William Verity. And I'm Hannah Laxton-Kuntz. Now, this episode, we've got a particularly personal one, I think, for mm. both of us, isn't it? I think this is going to be a really, really interesting one. Tell me what we are looking at today, Hannah. Well, so my question today is, how important are fathers? Sounds pretty basic, but it's. I feel like for a very long time, there's been a very large focus on the importance of mothers and the role that they play. But it started to beg the question for me, what about dads? I mean... For people like me who haven't always had a father around, do they still play a really important role in your development and can they be replaced by other people, you know, school teachers or uncles or relatives, those sorts of things? I'm, I would love to know the answer to these questions. Yeah, and I think with the with, – I think for – both of us, uh, we, we both have had kind of problematic, non-traditional relationships with our fathers. I know mm. that, um, so with my father, he hung around and that wasn't such a good <laughs> thing. And your father... Hasn't, yeah, is, hasn't been around a lot. Um, I mean, we've started to become closer now, but, you know, I'm, I'm almost 23. So for a large portion of that, you know, development part where parents do play a pretty significant role in your life, he wasn't really around. Okay, so I'm going to put you on the spot here. So how has that affected you, do you think? I personally don't think it's affected me. But as you'll go on to see, when I spoke to a researcher at the University of Wollongong, she has looked into this extensively after doing research on the role of parents and sort of seeing that dads were kind of in the background a lot. She started to see some pretty red flags saying, hey, they play a really big role and it does impact people's development. So one of the things that um, I think this program raises is the difference between what appears to be important and what really is important. Mm. And for me, the sort of the standout for that for me was um, I had a daughter, India, who died in on June the 28th, 2003, when she was three years old. Mm. A couple of months before she died, she had chickenpox. And um, my wife, Caroline, had an appointment in Sydney. Mm. And so I had to take a day off work in order to look after India. Mm. And at the time, I remember feeling I, I, I was very um, unhappy at the prospect of having to take a day off work. I mm. had important things to do. I was editing a newspaper and um, I had things to do. And I saw this as a an unwelcome kind of hiatus in my life. Mm. Now, obviously... What after what happened? It was it was the last day that I spent just with her, just the two of us, and mm. it was a beautiful day. So I went to the library, and and it was just me and her. Now, clearly, as time has gone on, that has I can't remember what I had to do at work. It was, and in fact, the newspaper now is closed down. So it was completely unimportant in the long term, but it was very important in, in the short term. Yeah, it stayed with you. And I think that's what parenting, the, the best bits of parenting can remind us about. It's a cliche, but it's true about what, what's really important. Mm. And it's not work. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, well, it's interesting you say that because we will actually get a chance to hear the flip side to all this. Mark Inat Panais, who's been working at the University of Wollongong uh, not too long ago, actually decided to put his career on hold so that he could be a full-time carer for his daughter Alice. Yeah, I actually know Mark a bit from a, a different uh, a different life, and <laughs> he has got he has got such a good life. Um, he's um, a, a dad in the morning and a surfer, and uh, and he's a lovely guy too. Let, yeah. Let's hear what he has to say. It's a fantastic experience because you get to look at a different pace. You get to get a distance from your workplace and you get to focus on one of the things that you hold most dearest in your life, which is one of your children and the other children. So I would highly recommend this to anybody. Mark Inet Ponice is a professor of material science in the School of Chemistry at the University of Wollongong. And when he's not at the main campus, he's over at Innovation, working with soft robotics to make prosthetics and 3D printing fins for surfboards, which can require some field work, also known as surfing. But in 2017, Mark stepped away from his role at the university and took on what he believes is the best job ever. You get a time to, you get really the chance to connect with your child that you otherwise don't get. I mean, everybody that works and puts their children in childcare, you see them only a couple of hours a day, but if you're at home, you see everything from the moment they wake up until the moment they go to bed. And I also speak a few languages, so it got me, it gave me an opportunity to immerse her in the language that I grew up, which I tried to do with my other children, but they always said, don't talk funny, Dad. <laughs> father is like what a father should be they are very important and my father definitely was very important to me and now he has to not be very important to me and that's like a huge shift in dynamics and like love and just who you see yourself as I think like it's just the role of good parents rather than just you know a father or a mother a lot of movies have, you know, fatherhood as a theme or, you know, dealing with family and parents and it's, you know, standing in your father's shadows or, you know, he raised you as a certain person. And I think you kind of... We're moving through popular culture through the idea that a big part of fatherhood is not having a penis. Hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I suddenly woke up at the mention of the word penis. Um, I, I have to take issue with that. I th- you know, a big part of a father is not about having a penis. For a start, obviously, that that's obviously incorrect from a biological point of view. You mm. can't, that that there, there is the biological fatherhood which cannot be acculturated Undone. away. Mm. Um, I think it's also true, though. Um, I hope it's true that that um, being a man in whatever way being a man is is something that's it's not just a kind of optional extra here mm. it's, this is something that which actually is really important and that's not to take away from I mean, being a woman is really important yeah. too and it's interesting you say that. I actually watched a really interesting clip this morning on Facebook about dads learning to braid their daughter's hair. And what they said was it's not necessarily about the hair and braiding the hair, but the fact that the dad's around so that daughters know how they should be treated by men. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I think, I think that's spot on. Mm. 
All right, okay, I'll just uh, <clears throat> deal with my go. anger and we'll <laughs> carry on. I do think that um, having strong male figures in your life is important though. So whether or not you get that from grandparents, if you get that from uh, brothers, cousins, bosses or teachers, um, I definitely think that having a good balance between strong and strong female and strong male role models is what makes a well-rounded person. I would get up, get the other kids ready for school, kiss my wife to go to work, and then Alice and I would just hang out and do playtime, and I would let her decide pretty much what the rhythm of the day was. Last year, Mark and his wife Neve had their fourth child, but unlike previous years, Mark was given the chance to take nine months paid leave. I think that's one of the nicest things to go on parental leave is to, to adapt to the rhythm that a child has rather than most of the time what we're doing as adults, we're adapting our children to our own rhythm. You know, we've got to get to work, you've got to come home or you've got to do sport activity, your dad's got to work or mum's got to do some work, you've got to check some emails, you've got to make some phone calls. But this is actually different. This time you just let the child decide what happens when you eat, when you sleep, and it's a really cruisy way of, of, of hanging out. But as comfortable as Mark has been stepping up to the plate, it's only been recently that we've seen more dads taking on this role. Well, even I think in the last 10 years, when I, when I started doing this, the dad was still a little bit in the background. Like when we would do a collection of data, a lot of the dads said, yeah, you know, I don't do a lot or, you know, a lot of work in the household. But I think that has changed a lot as well, you know, with more women becoming, you know, being employed, divorce rates going up that, you know, kind of forced to take more caregiving activities. Elizabeth Dursma is a senior lecturer in education at the University of Wollongong. And currently her primary focus is to study fathers like Mark, looking into the roles and impacts that dads can have when their kids are growing up. I think society still struggles, like what is the role of a father? Like, you know, if we see a dad, you know, pushing a pram, it's like, oh, it's really fantastic and yeah. stuff. And he's so involved, but it might just be that's all that he's doing. Um, but I do think that um, it's be becoming more celebrated that, that, that it's okay to say at work, I got to leave early because I have to pick up my kids. Mm -hmm. um, but I still, still think we have that double standard because of women, they, you know, if women do it, they're like, oh, there she goes again, you know. Yeah. And if a man does it, it's like, yeah, so good. So there's still that double standard. So I'm hoping, you know, that over time we acknowledge that both roles are really important and, you know, it's not a competition. And lo and behold, Mark experienced this exact double standard himself. I would have a lot of the same conversations because I would tell people I'm on parental leave, but somehow that, that wouldn't really settle into their brain because a few weeks later they would say, how's work, Mark? And they'd go like, well, I'm, I'm not actually at work, I still, I'm still off. Now I have the opposite problem. Now everybody still thinks that I'm off and haven't gone back to work yet. A lot of people told me they wish they would have been able to do the same because they said, oh, it's, it's time you just don't get back. It goes so fast from when they're really small to when they start developing their own, their own character. Most people said, oh, I wish I would have been able to do that. And it's surprisingly, I met a few people not, that don't work at the university that said, oh, I took unpaid leave for six months to look after my children. And that was quite, quite nice. So in general, very, very positive feedback.
And if you're looking for anyone who's backing dads and advocating loud and proud for them to be involved, Elizabeth is definitely your gal. Particularly after her recent research found that dads can have a huge impact on the literacy and reading skills of their kids. I just need to briefly interject here just, just to note the irony mm-hmm. and not for the first time in my life of a, of a woman advocating for fathers. And I, I think it's, I have no issue with that. I mean, I, I, what Elizabeth says is, is, is right on the money. Mm. But um, there is an irony that it takes a woman to tell a man how to be a father. Well, I feel like um, a big part of what she's saying here also is that for a long time, dads haven't really realized how important that role is. And so maybe a big part of this isn't necessarily are fathers important, but do fathers realize how important they are? Yes. And maybe it takes a woman to tell us that. Mm. that, uh, I think it probably does. Um, And I have no further comment on that, except <laughs> that's, for me, it's not entirely satisfactory. From a male point of view, I'm not no criticism of Elizabeth at all. I think it's a, it's a question that men have to, why, why, are we, why do we need to hear it from a woman? Mm. Why, why aren't there men out there? I guess there are. Mark, Mark is one of them. Yeah. Well, let's jump back in. Yeah. Dads tend to be very honest. Moms say, oh, I read all the time. And, mom, and dads are like, oh, I don't do that. You know? <laughs> so that was really good. So I, and I found actually that when the dads were you know, involved, that really had a more of an impact on children's language and literacy and cognitive development you know, one, two years later than when the moms were doing it. So I thought, that's really interesting. And uh, with the literacy I've seen, because, you know, not, especially nowadays, a lot of people are on their phones. You don't often see like a dad reading or sharing a book, uh, you know, emphasizing that that's really important, that book. And um, so I think it's, they play much more of a, yeah, a role model and, but the, the funny thing is that most of the people or most of the, or the knowledge we have is because we know that when dads are not there, things are going wrong. And there is some research as well saying that it is more important for males because a lot of the research coming out of the U.S. with, you know, males growing up in single, um, single families, you know, so often just being a mom, have a much higher risk of going into delinquency. And when you go to prisons... Most of the you know, prisoners in you know, so they have no role model. Like, what does it look like to be a, a good citizen of a good male citizen? What does what a role? What role does a father have? And then you see generation after generation that you know, you know, fall from delinquency into all kinds of other problems. So it's really, yeah, I think it's it's even more important for males as well. dads as well I said do you realize that what you're doing is actually really important so if you're not doing it you know your child is missing out mm. you know you don't want to say that directly but that's actually that's kind of the message that I'm, I'm giving them saying you know you need to spend time with your children it's not enough that they you know whether they're going to remember in 10 years not that you 
you know, or the provider, you know, that you mm -hmm. came home every night at sea. They're not going to remember that, but if you play with them on a regular basis or you took them to soccer practice or spent quality time with them. And look, I get it. Time is short. I mean, I'm already running on empty and I don't even have kids. But it's also super important. And Mark was dedicated to setting this time aside to spend with his kids. Well, we've always had our children going to approved childcare probably at the age of six weeks to two months because of the work that my wife does. So this was very different where I could just spend more time at home. I would have loved to have done that with all my children, but that unfortunately wasn't possible at the time. In Europe, they've had really good arrangements where parents can take a year off to spend with their children. So I was really fortunate. And, and I'm, I am fortunate because a lot of people in Australia don't have that flexibility. If you run your own company like my wife does, you don't really get parental leave. And I have lots of friends who are builders and run their own company. So they, they have to go back to work possibly the day after their child is born, whereas I had this great opportunity to spend nine months at home and I would have loved to be able to do that for all my children. Okay, just a very brief interjection there. I think he's making a really important point which goes far beyond fatherhood mm. and parenting that, um, uh, that I think that a very common mistake that I make in my life, we all make in our lives, is that we confuse what is immediately important which, with what is really important. Yeah. And that's, that's very often true with work versus parenting, mm. um, that parenting is really important and work, the day-to-dayness of work actually is not, yeah. unless you're a sort of cancer specialist, which well, we're not. Well, I know, I mean, I didn't realise this until many years down the track, but my mum took a couple of years off from her job when I was first born. And obviously, I'm not aware of that because I was so young at the time. But it sort of, it showed me how important that time was for her because I felt like she would have always been the kind of person who would have kept working. And now that she's said, you know, I took you know a couple of years off to spend time with you, it shows me how important that time was. Yeah, because she was in touch with a, a deeper level of life than yeah. just, I need to earn money, I need to get on. Exactly. Things which really ultimately... You, you can know. do it later. Well, I wonder how much meaning they have in the end anyway. Exactly. Okay, okay. let's get on with it. You know, some of the dads said, oh, what I do doesn't really matter. And I thought, oh, that's quite interesting. I thought, well, is that really true? Is that really true that what they do doesn't matter? You know, there's lots of different parts to a male role. It's not just, you know, breadwinner. We already know that that's not just the only role, but being a father, but also spending time, but also saying, you know what, I'm going to go home early to spend time with my children. Mm. That, that That's okay. So, uh, and I think a lot of men probably don't dare to do that yet. I, I don't think I would change it for anything in the world, no matter what happens to my track record. I do have to point out that I am at the top of the scale of the academic ladder, so that does make things a lot easier. And why do you think it's important for fathers to have that opportunity to spend time with their children, whether or not they get the opportunity to take that nine months off or not? Well, it's your child. You should spend time with them, and they're really fun to hang out with. I think that's probably the best thing to describe. They're just fun to hang out with. It's a different pace. A child, once they start walking, might take 
you know, half an hour to walk three meters because they see so many interesting things. As an adult, you just walk past it, but you miss all the cracks that are fun in the pavement to look at. You miss all the flowers, you miss the sky, you miss looking at the clouds, you miss looking at the moon. My daughter, Alice, loves looking at the moon. Every night we look at the moon and she is amazed by it. Take a, take a toddler to the beach and you won't walk very far. I always say it doesn't matter if it's dad, if there's some male figure that's important to the child, that could be a grandfather or, you know, a, a family friend or anyone. But um, yeah, I think just just being there and just spending time, you know, making that child feel like it's being loved and valued. I think that's the key point. And I think people underestimate that, that that's really important for a child. So, and everybody wants that, you know, everybody wants to, you know, one life that somebody takes care of you and, and values you and spends time or likes to spend time with you. So, you know, I don't think my job's done until we really fully acknowledge that the dads are just as important as the moms. And somebody asked me last year, oh, so we should, should just do, you know, moms should do what dads do. And I said, no, I think they each have their own role. Um, they're very different, um, but each contributes to child development. So. Great work, Hannah. I very much enjoyed that. I have to say, in, in, a, in another life, I would like Elizabeth to be my mother. <laughs> in <laughs> a perfect world. I guess part of it is the fact that, yeah, it, it is in a perfect world and everyone's always going to have fluctuating relationships with their fathers and their mothers and all of those other men and women that shape them through their childhood. And, you know, that's ultimately what makes you to be the person you are at the end of the day. Yes, it's the, it's the corners of you that make you individual mm. and, and they can be, they're the things that kind of take up all your time. It's not the smooth parts, which are just easy. And come on, like you and I, we didn't rock out to be so terrible after all. We're all right. <laughs> Depends which day you get me on. <laughs> um, all right, okay, let's leave fathers behind. I'm very happy to leave fathers behind. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think it's time to move on. I'm very interested to hear what do you have for us next time? Next time, we've got one of my favourite subjects of all. I really mm. enjoyed doing this one. This is on drugs. Oh, a little bit of a, a personal hobby of yours. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of research in my life on this subject. So what would happen if we legalised all drugs? Ooh. Would the sky fall in? Let's hear a little bit about what we are going to hear next time. They've had a million injections of heroin. Not one person has died. They've had 6,000 overdoses where, where people have had to be treated and still not one person has died. But what's really interesting about the Safe Injection Centre in King's Cross is that they've had 30,000 ice injections up there. And when I did a tour of there last year, the medical supervisor of the centre said, if we've had 30,000 ice injections, how many violent episodes do you think we've had? People kind of know it's a bit of a trick question. The answer is zero. Oh, well, that sounds very interesting. I'll be very keen to have a listen and find out more about this sticky subject. So that's it for this time. If you'd like to get any more information about this topic or any other topics that we've touched on, you can visit the stand, which is stand.uow.edu.au. That's stand.uow.edu.au. My name is Hannah Laxton-Kuntz. You've been listening to Can You Tell Me Why? Surprising Answers to Difficult Questions. My name is William Verity. And we'll see you next time.